and welcome. I am so excited being back and getting to preach and share with you today, especially with what we're going to be sharing on. So a question that was asked is this, who has more FOMO, fear of missing out, me or Pam? Uh, by the way, I don't know if you even care to know that, but let me tell you who it is. Get ready. Some of you thought it was me. No, it's Pam. It's Pam. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, during COVID, I would get to come be with you, and Pam couldn't because she was high risk, and she was like, I'm missing out, and I would go home and tell her, you missed out, (laughs) and I would rub it in, (laughs) but anyway, okay, but you know what I don't want any of you to miss out on is the miracles God wants to do in your life. I don't want you to miss out on that. And we're going to talk about how you can position yourself so you're not missing out. But when Lee Strobel was here, did everybody love Lee Strobel? Yeah, I I just love Lee. Lee told me something that he didn't tell you. I'm not sure why, but he commissioned the Barna Group to do a survey and ask the question, have you experienced a miracle? And are you ready for this? Of those who are born again Christians, 55% said they had. 55% said, yes, I've experienced something that clearly was a miracle from God. I hope that that is you. I hope that number is higher here than what Lee told us. But here's the thing I want you to think about. Why isn't it 100%? Why isn't it 100% of people who are in a relationship with Jesus Christ, who know God is their father, aren't experiencing true miracles in their life. And we're going to talk about that now. And I believe I know the answer. See, what you need to know is this. I actually took time to study. Uh, and I took a long time in studying every single miracle in the Bible. I studied every single miracle in the Bible, and I saw something. God does want you to experience miracles. The Bible teaches that God wants to move mountains for you. The Bible teaches God wants to bring breakthrough for you. The Bible teaches uh, that God wants to, to do the impossible so it becomes possible for you. And by the way, as born-again believers, all of that is done in the name of Jesus. Uh, I want you to think about that again. The Bible talks about, yeah, the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, God wants to move mountains, break chains, uh, give healing, give freedom, uh, uh, and cause the impossible to become possible. And so why wouldn't it be happening then? God wants it. I assume you want it. God promised it. I'm hoping you believe him. So again, why doesn't it happen? Well, I can tell you this, and we're going to find out as we study in these coming weeks. There are three things that need to be true of you and true of me to position ourselves in a place where the miraculous will occur. The first is we have to have faith in God, and we're going to talk about that today. Faith is a key. The second is we need to be a people of conviction. We'll talk about that in the coming weeks. But the idea in conviction is I will not give up or give in no matter what. I will not allow anything to take my belief, faith, and love in Jesus Christ. The third is obedience. That you and I need to be a people of obedience. Um, If you were studying in our journal today, and we're hoping every one of you have one of these journals, if you were studying in the journal today, you saw that twice people who were obedient to God experienced miraculous protection, and those who were not obedient suffered the consequence. Now, if you're sitting there going, okay, um, that's good to know, but what does that have to do with me? 
Let me tell you something. We're living in the last days. I'm going to uh, talk about that throughout this message and throughout this series. And in the last days, God is going to bring judgment on this earth. Those who are obedient to God will be protected. Just like in the, the ten plagues of Egypt. Exactly the same. Those who are obedient to God are going to be protected by God from his judgments. Those who are not obedient will suffer consequence, even if they're born-again Christians. So obedience is key. By the way, yesterday in our Miracles Journal, you saw that what was the, the one thing that began those miracles happening, the one thing that caused God to, in a miraculous way, begin to bring Egypt to its knees and bring freedom to the children of Israel. Well, it was found in Exodus 7, verse 6, where it said this, So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. Did you catch that? Moses and Aaron did what? Just as the Lord commanded. And you and I, you and I need to understand that is a key factor in positioning ourselves to experience the miracles God promised. And by the way, God, God is a God who performs miracles and he wants you to know him that way. Uh, in Psalm 77, 14, it says, you are the God who performs miracles. You display your power where, did you see where? Among who? Oh, wait a minute. Let's do this together. It's right there on the screen if you didn't know that. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among who? Okay, so among us, we should be seeing miracles. That's the promise of Scripture. Are you seeing them? Are you experiencing them? Psalm 86, verse 10. For you are, a, you are great and do wondrous deeds. You alone are God. Uh, Psalm 77, 14. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength Again, where? Among the people. God's plan, God's design is that the people of faith, the people of this faith community, Crossroads and all other churches, that as we come together, we're a people. He does wonders and miracles amongst us. Not just you read about them in the Bible or hear about them somewhere else, but they're happening right here in our midst. And one of my favorite promises in all the Bible is in Jeremiah 33.3, where God says these words. It's, it's an invitation to you and an invitation to me, where he says, call to me and I will answer you. Don't miss that. Call to me. He said, call to me, Crossroads. Call to me. And he calls out your name. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you or show you great and mighty things you do not know. Now, why did I put those two words in there? Because I want you to know in the Hebrew, uh, that's actually a Hebrew word, nagad, which could be either to tell or show. So God said, sometimes I'm going to tell you miracles, miraculous things. Sometimes I'm going to show it to you. But God said, if you call to me, great and mighty things are things you're going to be experiencing or hearing about in amazing, miraculous ways. That's what the Bible promises. That's what God wants you to experience. So are you calling? Are you believing? Are you reaching out? Because God is a God who does miracles amongst his people. God is a God who promises to do great and mighty things in your life. Now get ready for this third thing. Paul said it's an expectation. It's an expectation that Christians experience miracles. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's almost an offhanded statement. But in Galatians 3.5, it says this. So then, Paul writes these words. So then... Does he, does God, who provides you with the Spirit 
and works miracles among you, do it by the works of law or by the hearing of faith. Now, I want you to catch what Paul did not think you would say. He didn't think you'd go, oh, wait, what miracles? If Paul were to walk in our building today and be in the midst of us, he would say, and all those miracles that are happening here, he would expect you to say yes just because you're a people of faith, just because you're people who love the Lord, just because you live your life for God. It's just an expectation that happens. Uh, and you and I need to be a part of that occurring. You and I need to be a part of seeing that happen. So Paul, Paul was not hoping you would say what miracles or what Holy Spirit. He was hoping you'd say, well, of course it's by faith. Remember the three things that God says are key to you and I experiencing faith, conviction, and obedience. So Paul right here is starting with faith. Where, how does this occur? By the hearing of faith. And we're going to come back to that. Um, I, uh, I did what... Pam and I did, actually prior to Stephen calling for us to do it. By the way, did Stephen McKinley bring a great sermon or what? Yeah, I thought so too. But Stephen asked you to map out your faith journey. Does anybody remember that? Well, we had already done that. And uh, I, I sat with Pam one night and I said, hey, let's, let's do something. Let's just grab a cup of coffee and sit down and let's just start remembering the miracles that we've experienced. By the way, things we saw, things that occurred that we got to be firsthand witnesses of. And so we've been Christians since the 1970s, uh, which for some of you was before you were born. Uh, but here's the thing I want you to know, that in that period of time, Pam and I listed out over 25 true miracles that have occurred in our lives right before our eyes. 25 things, there's no other way to explain other than God. And that's occurred over our time with God. Uh, we've seen God miraculously bring people to him. Uh, we've seen God do things with the weather. We prayed about the weather and God did miraculous things with the weather. Uh, more than once, uh, we prayed for people to be healed and they were healed. And, and in those cases, the doctors would go, I have no explanation for that. Um, we also saw demons exercise from people and, and incredible radical change happen. Uh, we saw ba a baby. Uh, we didn't get to see it. The doctors told us uh, we prayed over a baby in the womb and the doctors had, had pictures of the actual healing of that baby. Um, we, we have seen people who were told they could never have a child and, and become almost to the place of being impossible by anybody's standards, become pregnant. And those children uh, are now are walking this earth today. Uh, we have seen uh, great and mighty things here at Crossroads over and over again. All I'm saying is, it, it didn't take us long. We just kept writing down miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, some of which I'll be bringing up in future messages. But what I want to tell you about is that God has done it. So when I read the Bible and I see the miracles in the Bible, I can look at my journal and journal times that I <coughs> journaled miracles in our lives. And so we know that. Now, have we seen miracles every single day? No. I want to tell you this. You're not going to see miracles every single day, which is the pattern of Scripture. God does at times do more miracles in pronounced ways in certain seasons than others. And I think that's comforting to know. And so I want you to know that. We know that in the Bible, there were, there were ages of great miracles, periods of miraculous, wondrous things. 
Uh, when Moses was uh, commissioned by God, he did 58 miracles. When Elijah and Elisha came and were used by God, they together did 24 miracles. When Jesus walked the earth, uh, and in the book of Acts, we see 57 miracles in a very short period of time. And then do you know when the next great time of miracles is coming? In the last days. And you're alive for it. Is that it? Wait, I want to pause. We're living in the last days. One of the next things to come is God unleashing miracles on this earth. And you get to see it. Now, I, I hope you're excited about that. So God did do miracles in between those times. But there are times he does more and then times he doesn't. And you might ask why. I think I know the answer why. Do you want to know the answer? I think it's so we'll seek God and not seek miracles. So even though I want you to experience them, I don't want you seeking after miracles. I want you seeking after a God who loves you so much he sent his only son to die on the cross for you. So we need to understand that. But what's the first key again to experiencing miracles? It comes down to faith, having faith in God. Jesus told us that in Mark chapter 11, 22 to 24, where he said this. And Jesus answered saying to them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Did you catch that part? Does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. Jesus said, I want you to believe and then you'll receive. I don't want you to, to think it's seeing is believing. I want you to know it's believing is seeing. And so you and I need to understand that having faith in God is key. I love to go to the land of Israel. I love it. I have never gone and not been changed. I have never gone and not sensed God in a special way in his special land. But every time we go to a town called Nazareth, and any of you have gone with me, I'll know this, I, I walk around feeling like, wow, this town missed out. It's Jesus' hometown, and they missed out. It was people who grew up with Jesus or knew Jesus as he grew up. And they missed out. Why? Why did Jesus have to travel to another city to do 70% of the miracles he would do? And he did almost none in Nazareth because of their unbelief. Matthew 13, 58 says, and Jesus did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Do you not do you catch what's going on? Please don't miss this. Please don't miss this. Jesus walked around going, I'm going to do a miracle. No, I'm not going to do it here. I would have healed him. I would have broken them free. I would have moved mountains for them. I, I would have provided. But you guys don't believe. It doesn't say he didn't do miracles because he didn't want to. He said it's because they don't believe. I'm telling you, the 45% of believers who have not experienced miracles, I'm positive. The Lord says, I was going to do this for you. I would do this for you. I would do this with you. Now, I hope that's not you. I hope that's not you right now. But, but the key is, do you have faith in God? Do you believe God for it? In Mark chapter 6, verses 5 and 6, it says this. And he, it's talking about Nazareth. He could do no miracle there in Nazareth except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And then, man, this one gets me. And he wondered at their unbelief. And he was going around the villages teaching. 
I hope the Lord never wonders at my unbelief. I hope the Lord never looks and says, Chuck, I was going to. That thing you want so badly, you never called out to me for. You didn't seek me for. You didn't trust me for. You didn't believe me for. I hope that is not what God says and goes, why? And have to wonder at why we don't believe. Believing is a key. You can't miss out on that. It is a true key to you and I positioning ourselves to experiencing miracles. Which brings me to a story that I love. It's in Mark chapter 9. And what happened is Jesus is coming down off the mountain. They've seen him transfigured. Uh, They saw him talking with Elijah and Moses. Peter, James, and John did. And as they're coming down off the mountain, there's a big crowd and a controversy erupting. And Jesus is like, what are you talking about? What's going on here? And a, a father runs up. And the father says, my son, my son is possessed by a spirit. And I asked them to cast it out and they couldn't cast it out. Now, I want to ask you to think about this. Would it be God's will for a a child to become free from demon possession? There's no doubt about it. So they were asking something according to the will of God. But the problem was they didn't believe. They did not believe. They had too much doubt. And these are men who walked with Jesus, worked with Jesus. So let's read the passage in Mark chapter 9, verse 15. It says, immediately the entire crowd saw him, Jesus, and they were amazed and began running up to, to uh, greet him. And he asked them, he said, what are you discussing with them? And one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son possessed with the spirit which makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it slams him to the ground and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. And I told your disciples to cast it out and they could not. They could not do it. And then he answered and said to them, oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Do you understand how frustrated Jesus is with them? He goes, bring them to me, bring them to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit threw him into a convulsion, falling to the ground. And he began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. And he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said to Jesus from childhood, it is often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Don't miss these words. Looking at Jesus, he says, but if you can, If you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, if you can, all things are possible to who? Let me ask you a question. All things are possible to who? Okay, let's do it together. All things are possible to? Ready? All things are possible for you if you what? Believe. If you believe. And immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe, help my unbelief. That's one of the best verses in all the Bible. Notice Jesus is not frustrated at that. So here's what I'm telling you. You might go, okay, wait a minute. I want to believe, but there's a part of me that struggles. So what do you do? You don't go, well, then forget it. You say, Lord, I want to believe, help my unbelief. By the way, that's one of the best prayers you could ever pray. There are times that I believe with all my heart in a miracle I'm seeking after. And you might ask, what is that? It's for my oldest son, my oldest son, Rich, to come back to Jesus Christ. I'm praying and believing the day he'll walk the aisle and you'll see him here in this church in love with Jesus Christ. 
I've been on a journey with God. And I want to tell you, sometimes on the journey, I'm believing it. And other times I'm going, oh, I'm struggling. But I don't give up. So I'm telling you, I know what it's like to go, is it ever going to happen? I've had moments where I thought it was going to happen in the next five minutes. And then I've had other moments wondering, will it ever happen at all? And in that moment, what do I do? I say, Lord, help me. Lord, I need help. I want to believe. I want to believe. I want to believe. And I just let God work with me through that. And God does. And he gives me back my faith. And he gives me back my strength. And he helps me cling to that promise. You see, that's what we need to understand. Paul said, how do these miracles occur? They occur by the hearing of faith. They occur by the hearing of faith. And God wants you to be somebody who experiences that. And God does do it. In our church family is a wonderful man, Jorge Sotelo. He's a, a vital part of our, our Spanish ministry. He's a leader in the Spanish ministry. By the way, he's also the head pastry chef uh, for Disney's premier restaurants, which is pretty cool. But Jorge, his health started descending. His ability to think became impaired. And he went to the doctor and they found out that he, he was suffering from a real but very rare condition. Parasites were in his brain, eating his brain. And they said, there's probably nothing we can do for you. So he went from thinking it would be something minor to something major and life-threatening, painful, and it would be a time of suffering that he would have to endure as he faded away. At that same time, Jorge was doing ministry in our Spanish ministry and trying to, to, to be a leader and putting on a men's event. And I, this, I, I think it's so cool. Jorge decided this is an attack from Satan to stop me from doing ministry at Crossroads. Now, I thought that he wasn't selfish. It wasn't like, why is this happening to me? He's like, no, this is about reaching men for Christ. And I'm not going to let that be taken away. So he began to pray and seek God. And number one, he began to pray for the, 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 the men's ministry. And out of that, God led to miraculous things occurring. So they had one of the best men's events ever in the midst of his suffering. And then Jorge told Pastor Noah, he said, you got to pray for me. And Pastor Noah prayed over him. And then Pastor Noah said, do you want the elders to pray for you? Because the Bible talks about reaching out to the elders to be anointed and prayed for. And Jorge said, yes. So Doug Hughes and I and our elders gathered together and we anointed him and prayed over him. And then what happened out of that is Jorge went back to the doctor. And uh, he had a verse of scripture in his mind. And that verse of scripture was this, Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged. I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold you in my victorious right hand. And it goes on to say in verse 13, for be, I hold you in... Uh, by your right hand. I, the Lord, your God. And I say, don't be afraid. I'm with you. And he kept praying that over and over and over and over again. And so after we prayed for him and with that scripture in his heart and reverberating in his mind, he went to the doctor and the doctor said this, they're not there. Now here's the key, not just they're not there. His doctor who she, she looked at him and said, Jorge, I don't know how to tell you this. I've never seen it before. 
I can see where they were, but it looks like they burned up. I could see the effects where they were. I could see proof they were there, but it's like they were incinerated. They're gone. And the doctor was astounded. She had never seen that. She had never heard of that. Never ever known anybody to even talk about anything like that. And today, Jorge Sotelo is 100% fine as God did a miracle in his life. This is the God that does miracles amongst us. This is the God who works among his people. This is the God who wants you to experience that. So let me ask you a question. What mountain do you need to see moved? Uh, what chains do you need to see? Some of you, before I go too quick, some of you, there are chains that are harming you that you can't get free from. There are some of you, it's your husband or wife, it's your kids. Some of you are going, my kids are in bondage and in chains. What chains need to be broken? Do you believe in a God who will break those chains? And you need a breakthrough. So what breakthrough needs to occur? What impossible needs to become possible? I want you to claim it. I want you to claim it in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to ask you to do it in a way I, I hope is going to be moving and powerful. Uh, there's a song by C.C. Whining called Believe For It. Believe For It. And it says, they say that mountains can't be moved. They say that chains will never break. But they don't know you like I do. There's power in your name. Don't you love that? And, and I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to sit in this moment as, as Stephanie sings this song over you. I, it's a ministry time. As she sings this song over you. And I want you to listen to the words. And I want you right now to say this in the name of Jesus. I want this to happen. And you say your miracle. In the name of Jesus, I need a chain broken. I need a breakthrough in my family. In the name of Jesus, I need a mountain moved. Something that seems like it's standing in the way. I need that eradicated. In the name of Jesus, I need to see people's relationships healed, bodies healed. Let's pray for healings of physical bodies. Let's say in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And as she sings that out, I want you just to start making that a prayer. In the name of Jesus, what's going to happen? Some of you right now, you need your life to change. Some of you need to come to Jesus Christ for the very first time. Some of you need to recommit your life. And right now, you need to get serious about that because you're not a person of faith, conviction, obedience. And God's looking at going, I love you. I love you. It's time to let God's love in. So in the name of Jesus, I want God's love. In the name of Jesus, I want true change. In the name of Jesus, I want to be different and better. And you just begin to pray that out. So Father, we pray that right now because I want to say this, Lord. When people say it can't happen, they don't know you like we do, right? They don't know you like we do. All right. We've heard the tide will never 
some of you this is happening God's touching you God's stirring chains are about to be broken a breakthrough is about to come so we're going to go back into this song but I'm going to challenge you to do something if today you're ready to say I'm going to commit my life to Jesus Christ 100% or I'm going to recommit or I want God back in the center of our marriage or I need a breakthrough I need a mountain move if something special is going on I'm going to ask you when Stephanie begins to sing no matter where you're sitting uh, I'm going to ask you to get up and walk and come and stand right here. And then after that, I'm going to pray over you. And after I pray over you, I'm going to have you go in that room. So bring your stuff with you. This is about coming and claiming and saying, God, something I need. I need this from you. I need you to do wonders. I need you to break chains. I need you to move mountains. I'm ready to say yes to you. So let the impossible become possible. So right now, right now, when Stephanie sings, if that's you, you come and stand up here and we as a church are going to pray over you and believe for you.
Harris family, let's let these people know how we're for them. We're for them. And we are so for each and every one of you. For some, it could be a time for depression to be lifted, anxiety to be driven away, bondage to be broken to something you've wanted to quit. It could be a relationship. It could be that, you know, you're tired of being stuck and now you're about to be moved forward by God. We we believe that. And so we're believing it for you. So I want to pray a prayer of faith over you. All of the rest of the church family, would you extend a hand saying you're with us in this and praying for them. Father, we praise you and thank you for each man and woman who's standing here. God, I pray for for bondage to be broken, chains to be eradicated. I pray that the change they wish for and hope for and wanted is about to happen in ways that are only from you. And they're going to walk out of here different. They're going to walk out of here free. They're going to walk out of here shocked about how they can say no to things that have been harming them and now not going back. And it's not one day or two days. It's for the rest of their life. God, I want to pray for marriages that need to be brought so that they become a marriage that honors you and a family, Lord, that can celebrate you. I want to pray for people who are filled with anxiety. Lord, may faith begin to well up in a way they find themselves starting to overcome and and actually overcoming. And Lord, I pray for those who, who need to be lifted, their spirits need to be lifted so they feel joy again, which would be so miraculous, so incredible for them. They've wanted it so badly. They don't want to go on like this. So I pray they're going to be set free, Lord, and have an opportunity to be truly, truly changed and different and experiencing you. God, for other miracles that are needed, for other things they're crying for, I pray now it's about to happen. And Lord, I do pray for those who are right now ready to wholeheartedly commit their life to you. May they know your pleasure. May they know your love. May they know how much you want them. May you draw them close. And Jesus, we pray this, Jesus, in your name. Because in the name of Jesus, these things can happen. And in Jesus' name, we say, amen. Amen. Wow. By the way, all of you who are watching online, if you're saying, I'm missing out, I want to tell you this. If you're a calling for a miracle, if you're committing to God, if you're believing in that recommitment, text AMEN, text AMEN to 77247. Find a way right now to do that. Text AMEN to 77247 or go to crossroadschurch.family. And we want to be able to celebrate with you, pray over you, and minister to you. But I'm going to ask you to do something special, Crossroads. Uh, We are aiming at a very special ending for our miracle series on September the 26th. We want to have a huge baptism service where we call people to come get baptized. That's why these are out, by the way, in their clothes. And if you've never been a part of that, it's incredible. But I want to ask you to do this. Who is that one person that you think it would take a miracle for them to come? Well, what if that miracle happened because you and I were praying for it? And I'm going to ask everybody who's a part of our church family every day from now till the 26th at one o'clock for one minute to pray for one person, at least one. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do that. And if you'll join me in doing that, you could text miracle, miracle to 77247. And every day at one, we'll send you a reminder. 
And that means thousands of us will get our phones and we'll go, oh, I'm praying. And thousands of us at the same moment, all throughout the world, by the way, because it'll be one o'clock Pacific time, we'll be praying for people to have true change happen. By the way, if you're here live, you were given a card when you came in. And we're going to ask you to do this. Write the name of the person on the card. And then after the service today, come and drop it in the baptistry up here. Uh, as you drop it in, in your mind, picture them in that baptistry getting baptized. Maybe by you, by the way. And, and then we're going to take these cards and pray over them. We're going to pray, pray, pray like crazy. So text miracles so you and I can pray one o'clock for one minute for one person. And then also make sure if you're here, fill out this card and, and send it in. By the way, for all of you who are online, you can email your name to Chuck at CrossroadsChurch.com and we'll have people praying, praying, praying for you. And we wanna be able to do that. But as you go today, may you go knowing that God is for you. And if God is for you, nothing can be against you. May you go out ready to conquer in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you and have a great day.